What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have another Make It A Classic. It's for High Tech's debut album, High Technology, released May 8th, 2001. And I have to say it's a debut because I actually think he has quite a few in his uh, in his discography. I don't know how, yeah. how many, but... This he is, is one of those producers who has quite a few albums uh, in their collection. Right. This is his solo uh, debut because he came out as a member of a group with Reflection Eternal, him and, and Talib right. Kweli being a group first. Correct, correct, correct. And he's got a lot of work with, specifically with Ruckus, which we're going to talk about. Yep. Um, but he has other solo projects after this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So there's three volumes of uh, of high technology. High technology. Okay. Um, and then I'm sure you know I, at one point he actually was signed on as a um, uh, a producer uh, under Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. So uh, really. So yeah. So he has a bunch of credits with a bunch of West Coast uh, artists. I can see and that stuff like that. So he's he's done a bunch of stuff. He's done stuff with G Unit. Uh, you know, in yeah. 50s heyday and all kinds of stuff. Right. Right. And so high tech is definitely a producer who i know that you and i both have high praise for high tech but he's actually not a producer we've really spoken about all that much on this podcast that's fair yeah 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 which is kind of surprising because i i like high tech i know you like high tech um and that's why we're doing this album yeah and so you know i think it's important to preface with that because Mm -hmm. this is a make it a classic Oftentimes when we do the make it a classics, we speak more critically of something. And that's not necessarily to speak critically of what we think of him as a producer. But this is an album, at least for me, that I kind of had. I'm not sure if I had high expectations for, but it's an album that I think given the context of everything and we're going to unpack what that everything is. I think that this is an album that we that, that I think not only should have aged better, but I think that it should have been spoken about with certain other projects that were released from Rockus Records. That's interesting and or an interesting take. I feel like I don't know that I would have. I think so. First of all, I don't know that this album stands out as remarkable enough that I would have thought to, not. To, to do it. But at the same right. time, had I, I probably would have called it a, a, a tribute. Right. Um, really? I remember really liking this album in that era, and you know, I, I'll get to that more when when you know we kind of talk about the where were you, but I, I feel like high technology too is kind of the crown jewel in high tech's you know uh, crown of you know albums. So I think you know that would have been the one that I probably would have chosen if I was like, yeah, let's do a high tech album. That probably would have been the one. You know, I'm glad that you state that because. Um I'm not sure if I've actually listened to High Technology too. Mm. Maybe, maybe yeah. I have. It's been a while. I certainly yeah. don't own it. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, from my cursory look at Wikipedia here, it mm-hmm. does look like that's that album is actually reviewed more favorably than this one. I, I'm um, surprised. The reason I'm surprised is because uh, there's a Ghostface song that you spoke rather highly of. That's Josephine, on, right? Josephine, that's on on this right. album, and and was first released on this album, and then later Ghostface put it out uh, with his More Fish. I tell you what, though, I do not associate Josephine to this project, uh, to High Technology, too. Yeah. I associate it 100 percent to More Fish. Yeah, and I associate 100%. it to 100 percent to High gotcha. Tech too because gotcha. I didn't gotcha. really listen okay. to More Fish back then, so. Okay. Well, what I will say is that High Technology 2 
is released on Baby Grand Records. Uh-huh. Whoever that is, I don't, I don't, I'm not that familiar with them. Yeah, Baby Grand was kind of like a, like maybe like a a ruckus or like an you know E1 Koch type of situation, like one of the early indies that was doing these you know more underground hip hop artists. So one of Baby Grand's early artists that that you know kind of was successful was Gene Gray. They 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 I think were oh, the first people okay. to sign Gene Gray. So if you think of yeah, like know, that kind of chamber of yeah of, of hip hop, they're kind of like a okay. an indie supporter of the quote unquote real hip hop of that era. So yeah. I got you. Well high technology, the album that we're going to be discussing today mm-hmm. was released on Ruckus, yeah. which is the reason why I think this is the album, at least in my mind, is worth highlighting. Mm-hmm. One, because it's the album that I'm most familiar with, at least the album from High Technology, obviously, that I'm most familiar with. Right. But also, I think that when we're talking about Raucous in this time period of 2001, and I understand it's like probably like the last days of Raucous as, mm-hmm. as a label. Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, like if you think about the three or four big raucous albums or actually even five raucous albums that preceded this Mm -hmm. you know i think it's an era that is is worth discussing so you know we 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 talked about uh black star the the black star album now we did not do a specific episode to this Mm -hmm. uh album but we nevertheless spoke about it extensively in one of our recaps Mm -hmm. we also talked extensively about um black uh, uh, excuse me most f black on both sides Mm -hmm. We did not talk about Reflection Eternal, Train of Thought, which is an album that I think we're, we should at least, we should discuss it. I, yeah. I think we just missed it. There was a lot going on, this pandemic, all this other shit. Mm-hmm. That's a 2000 release. Yeah. And so that would have been a 2020 album that we just kind of missed. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, of course, which we do have a tribute for is Sound Bombing 2. Right. Right. And so I think that when you have a producer who is, from my recollection, like the star producer on Raucous, hmm. right? Yeah. And he's coming out with this project in 2001 mm-hmm. when Raucous has, has at least established itself as not being a fluke, as being legit. Yeah. Yeah. Even if that's not your flavor, mm-hmm. it's like you, ha- you kind of have to respect the projects that they're releasing, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and, and the other one, of course, is Farrah Mach. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite record. I don't think it aged very well. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, like it was still a big deal at the time. Right. And high tech is that producer. He's mm-hmm. coming out with this album. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this album in one of, of two ways, right? The first is potentially to do something like what Ruckus already did mm-hmm. with Sound Bombing 2, mm-hmm. right? Which this album, in my opinion, is nowhere near as good as Sound Bombing 2. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Sound Bombing 2 is like an amazing masterpiece, mm-hmm. but it's so fun to listen to. You yeah. and I, when we when we were doing that podcast, we had so much fun just even recapping that that episode because it's just a really, really fun album to listen to, right? right? The other one, if we're going to talk about producer-led albums, mm-hmm. would be Pete Rock's Soul Survivor, Okay, which maybe that's not like a five-mic album, but that's an album, album that you and I, we think is great. Yeah. We did the tribute for that just because you and I love that album yeah. and there's no other reason, there's no other place for that album to be discussed. Mm-hmm. So we had to talk about it here. Mm-hmm. And I think that this album could have been a culmination of those two things and it was not. Fair. And instead, it's kind of just like what you talked about. It's just like, eh, you know, it's it's cool, it's fine. Yeah. 
it's whatever. So yeah. that's why I that's how I'm gonna approach this okay. when we do the make it a classic. Mm-hmm. You might have a different take, but yeah, I don't know. That's 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 what I was listening to when I was, or that's what I was had in my mind when I was listening to this album for like mm-hmm. the, you know the the past two weeks. Interesting. Yeah, I think you know just to preface and then I'll I'll let you you know jump into your where were you. Um, I feel like this is a time frame, and I think you you set the scene pretty well, right? Like. Ruckus has now had like a maybe two to three year run of like becoming like white hot, right? Where mm-hmm. it's almost been like a, a little bit of maybe even a changing of the guard, right? Where in the mid 90s, Loud was the label that you went to to yeah, get this yeah, kind of yeah. like real hip hop, right? Like these artists yeah, no that doubt. we loved and, you know, the uh, like a major label was backing them. And then Ruckus kind of came out of nowhere in the like... Late literally 90s. out of nowhere right and literally right because it what we, we talked about how it was like um some label executive son some punk label executive yeah. son or something right like gets some money and he just is like oh hey most deaf you want to make an album you know what I mean? like <laughs> some random shit so it comes out of nowhere and kind of almost takes the mantle as that but you know has like this kind of short white hot period of you know the late 90s where mm-hmm. they they really just are the label for this quote unquote real hip hop i mean even someone we spoke about and even spoke about their album right big l big l is somebody who you know the underground loved didn't really have the platform ruckus you know just before he passed were were, were the folks that said okay we're going to take this guy and we're going to give him a platform and they had the platform to do that now right he passed before that album came out wasn't able to, you know, put it all the way together. But, um, you know, this period of time is is in that time frame, as you're saying, where, like, the, the, their window is kind of closing. And I feel like, yeah. you know, like you said, like, this might be actually one of the last releases where Ruckus is, like, in their full kind of swing, right? Because I think in my mind, and, I, I you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because you, you also were a Ruckus fan in, in this time frame, they put out like a, a compilation, which was the only place where you could get beef by most deaf. The the okay. this raucous it might have even been sound bombing three. I don't even remember what it was called. But that compilation to me marked the end of the ruckus era. When okay. when that compilation came out, it had uh it had that Styles P My Life is all I had with uh yeah, with Munch and all those mm-hmm. records. Um maybe it was even Lyricist Lounge Three. Maybe. But what what I was saying was that particular project, whatever this project is, was like the, the, the to me, the cap. Like that was the end to where, you know, we're, we're not doing this anymore. It's a wrap. Um, and, you know, the, the, I, I was listening to actually Mad Skills uh, was on uh, was on Drink Champs. And he was talking about being on the label at this point in time and how, you know, the label in in the you know maybe around 2001 2002 was going through this identity crisis and how they were doing stuff like they were supposed to put out a cool g rap album and they were trying right. to get cool g rap to do like songs with nelly and like they were trying to do all this weird shit where they were like okay well yeah we got this budget so we're gonna go out and we're gonna get the hottest guy now and then we're gonna mix it with this underground thing and None of the people wanted to fuck with it, and it was just yeah. a weird identity crisis. So this is one of the last albums that you get prior to that identity crisis, right. and you know I think f- from that that perspective, as you're saying, like maybe this album should have been better or aged better as a result of it being from our favorite producer yeah. on our favorite label, label at this time. Right, right, right. And yeah. look, when we do get into the make it a classic. 
mine's essentially a pipe dream because mm. mine is with the caveat that there's a, a budget that would have supported the project that I have in mind. Yeah. Um, so Nelly's so on your obviously, joint too? You said what? No, <laughs> Nelly's not on my joint, but it has a lot of features. Okay. Because right? like I said, mine yeah. is kind of like, it's kind of like a going to be a mix between Soul Survivor and Sound Bomber 2, mm. a little bit. Right? I, I will preface this though by saying that I did not think that this album was bad when it was it's out. It's not bad. I don't think it's bad now. Um, I do think that it is a little one-dimensional. And yeah. I think that as a result of the dimension, it didn't age as well as it could have. But yeah. I really enjoyed this album when it came out. And it was what I expected. So I'll start there. Well, where were you then when this album came out? Right. So I was, I want to say this was when I had just moved to, to Belgium, right? So like I'm coming from VA to Belgium. And I think the reason I think that I was in Belgium is because I remember I had a burned copy of this CD. And right, you so know, this, this should be, you should be finishing your junior year in high school. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be entering your senior year. Okay. So I am in Belgium. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in yeah, Belgium. Yeah. And the only reason I even remember where I was is because I know I had a burned copy of this CD. And like I said, you know, on the, on the Outcast Stankonia, you know, episode, it was difficult for me to be able to get to, you know, the base, the American military base to buy CDs. So a lot of the CDs that I got were, you know, these burned copies off of people that I knew that, you know, were also interested in hip hop or, you know, had had blanks or whatever. But um, so I'm in I'm in Brussels. I'm, you know, uh, Ruckus is is my camp. Um, all of this stuff is exactly what I'm loving. I remember. Um, you know, like you said, black on both sides. I remember the, yeah. the dude who was my DJ. I had a, a, a Finnish dude named Pavo. Shout out to him. He was my DJ. We would do talent shows together and stuff like that. And he had black on both sides on vinyl. And he had, okay. uh, he had like the black on both sides, like the ruckus release that had all the instrumentals on it. So we would what? do shows okay. and he would he would play these instrumentals and I would rap over all these most deaf instrumentals. So, you know, this was this was right up my alley. Like this was exactly yeah. what I was supposed to like. Right. Um and 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 I liked it, you know. So that's that's where I was. Where were you? So this is the spring of my senior year. Uh it's 2001. So I'm getting ready for school, getting ready for UVA. Um you know, I'm, I'm really writing a lot. I, I, I've decided that, you know, rapping, being an MC is something I, I want to do. Professor Outlaw, that's my name. Biggie is my guy. You know, I spoke in the volume three episode about how I went back to study the greats, you know, uh, after Wu-Tang, gotten into like Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Kooji Rap, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas. Biggie is really, really, really my guy. But I think in terms of like what this album means in 2009, in 2001, like where I am, um, I do kind of have this like weird relationship with with songs and music that's on the radio. Mm -hmm. And so things that are like in my bag that I would buy would be kind of like the things from like the Ruckus Camp mm -hmm. or Roots or Common mm -hmm. or Tri Call Quest or Wu-Tang. Like that's what I'm buying. That makes sense. But there's a lot of other songs that are on the radio, a right. lot of other artists that are on the radio. Mm -hmm. That I'm I'm very familiar with, but I'm not like buying their 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 stuff. So like and I like Pam Juice and us, right, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I did not fuck with Nelly. 
So <laughs> Nelly is not included in that list. But you know, right? the, like, the people think... that were popping at the time were exactly. those people and Ludacris, right? But but there's other people there's other people on that list who are popping, right? So Ludacris. I'm not buying any of Ludacris's albums, mm-hmm. but I like I like Ludacris. I like what I hear from him on the radio, mm-hmm. but he's not a person who's like album I'm going to sit with and, and right. like digest. Right. Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. I love Missy Elliott, but I'm not going to buy her her album. In fact, mm-hmm. to this day, I've yet to buy any of Missy, Al- Missy Elliott's albums. Oh, wow. Right? You're missing out, uh, bro. Exa- exactly. <laughs> but even like Jay-Z. My brother had Jay-Z albums. I didn't buy any Jay-Z albums. Mm. Um, but like this, I, I say that be, to, to say that like, you know, I was definitely kind of feeling some of the stuff that was on the radio, kind of. But there was also an area where I was like, there was also like a genre of music that I was like, no, this is where I'm going to invest my money. And so raucous, high tech, most death to live quality. These are areas where I'm going to invest my money. Right. And so that's where I was when this album came out. When I purchased this album, I'm sitting here looking at the CD right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it was something like, like I said, like it's in the kind of lane mm-hmm. that I'm of music that I'm going to buy. I think the only kind of artist who was out at the time who was a commercial artist um, and in this kind of lane, like, you know, Missy Elliott, Ludacris, Jay Z, that are of, of albums that I'm buying is Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. That's okay. kind of it. Okay. So that's where I am. That's where my mentality is when this album comes out. Okay. So you, you weren't buying Eminem. I w- fuck no, I wasn't okay. buying Eminem. Okay. But I respected Eminem right. because he was a lyricist. He was I'm huge listen- at this time. Right. He, um, he's huge. Right. I'm listening to Eminem because all my friends are, right. are are buying Eminem, but I'm not actually buying that myself. Yeah. Right. And so I think it's a very. I think it's it's good to distinguish things that I know and mm-hmm. things that I'm kind of like cool with on the radio mm-hmm. and things that I'm actually like purchasing. Yeah. And so this high technology album, that's an album that I purchased. Yeah. Right. Because that's supposed to reflect my musical taste. Fair. Right. right. One one other thing that I wanted to, um, you know, kind of mention in, in the where were you section of this particular episode, right, is, um, is the kind of funny and unique place that Ruckus lived in the world at the time because you're you're absolutely right right like at this time radio is being dominated by all these people that we've just mentioned here the 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 ludas Mm -hmm. the m's the nellies the all these other people cool they're all over the radio but radio still has a a small heartbeat for some of the stuff that we like right and so very small and so very fucking small and so you'll hear simon says get the fuck up Mm-hmm. You know, in in ninety nine on the radio, and in two thousand, you'll hear Quali maybe every once in a while. Yeah, you know, blast, so like like yeah. a like the blast, and then and then here we had this you know round and round record, right? And, exactly. And I remember round and round, you know, getting radio play. This, uh, you know, it, I I, I want to say it came out in the summer, and if it didn't come out in the summer, it just it must have had enough of a footprint that it lasted throughout the summer. It was a hit. Um, and it was like it was, it was like a, a hit, hit, right? Like it, it was, was on the radio. Hit, yeah. And I remember that because I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not saying it was number one, mm-hmm. but it was a hit. It yeah. had radio play for sure. And I remember that because, you know, I lived in Brussels at the time, but you know, my family would come back and visit the States on, on in the summers. And so, you know, this particular summer that I was back visiting, 
that was one of the songs that when it would come on, I would turn up the radio. You know, I'd be in the mm-hmm. car or something like that. If Round and Round came on, I was excited to turn it up. And uh, yeah. and, it, and it, it mattered because, you know, we were at a, a period of time where we did have these superstars, these, you know, Eminem's and, and Jay-Z's and, 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 and Busta Rhymes. And then we had Jonelle, who none of us knew. And, and right. she had a, a single on the radio off the strength of being down with with high tech and, and, right. and ruckus. And that was a big yeah, deal. And, right. it, and it was such a big deal and had so much of a buzz that Method Man ended up doing a remix to that song. Um, and that song actually got radio play as well. And it was featured on the How High soundtrack. You remember that? Right. I, I don't remember the song, mm-hmm. but you saying this has jogged my memory. Yeah. And I do remember that that was the thing. I cannot tell you what it sounds like, <laughs> but I do. I do like, yes, you're correct. Yeah. I know this happened. So it sounds similar. Um, it's really just, you know, a, a meth verse. I actually prefer the original version first, but I just want to say all that because, you know, we're going to talk about this album and we're going to talk about kind of the homogenous sound of it and, you know, how it was underground and et cetera. But you know, I want to set the scene for folks who kind of weren't there or weren't outside to know that, like, we're still in an era where you can have something that does have these kind of underground aesthetics. And Ruckus has penetrated the industry enough that the records that mm-hmm. that were big enough actually did get some sort of like radio play and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So uh, critical reception. Uh, do you have any idea what the critical reception of this album was? Not specifically, man. I'm looking at these. I'm looking at these ratings here, the professional ratings, yeah. and they all seem to be fairly middling. Um, right. But like safe, you know, three three stars, three and a half stars. Um, do you remember any any specific, uh, you know, kind of critical reception? No. Um, and just for our listeners out there, whenever we talk about critical reception, when we try to give the objective view, we we always look at the Wikipedia page. Right. Um, and in this particular example, it's scarce. <laughs> I know that it charted number 12 on the R&B hip hop albums and number 66 on the Billboard 200. Mm-hmm. That's about it. We've got like, like Yinka said, we've got three stars from All Music, three and a half stars from Hip Hop Docs, Rap okay. Reviews gives it seven and a half. I mean, that's it. So I don't remember what the commercial critical reception of this was. Yeah. A critical reception um for me and my peers what i will say is there was a respect for black star mm-hmm. there was um from certain heads we liked sound bombing too i don't think we really talked about that album that much but like but we liked it mm-hmm. there was high praise for black on both sides i mean like high praise mm-hmm. and then reflection eternal was kind of like all right if you're still on the wave like it's cool we weren't talking about that album as much but like nobody was really talking about this high technology record aside from the fact that round and round was on the radio yeah. and like and that was it so none of my peers were really discussing this mm. yeah i don't i don't really have much critical reception of this album okay my ruckus head so you know again right i mean i'm in europe uh when when the joint drops and uh like i said there were people who kind of were lived in this squarely in this ruckus you know camp but listening to black and both sides and all those other things and they were right. they were like they were talking about it but as you said like nobody was saying like oh man track four they were just like oh yeah that high tech yeah that was cool yeah. yeah and that was it so well 
Look, with my make it a classic, it would rectify all that, at least in my <laughs> opinion. But who knows? Maybe Sun God, though, did did have some get some love. And we can talk about that more when we go track for track. All right. Well, do you want to start with the highlights or the lowlights? Let's start with the highlights. Yeah, I want to start with the highlights, too. What are your yeah. o- overarching highlights? Um, Overarching highlights, Um, I want to say production. Okay. Um, I, I do think that High Tech did a good job of, of producing just in general. I think that High Tech is a dope producer. Um, you know, I really, really love his, um, you know, the way he, he kind of does these filtered bass lines and filtered samples. Um, right. I, I want to say recently I saw somebody did like a, a montage where they showed how he made the blast. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. just like they played... They played like a, it's like the live version of a heat wave song being performed on Soul on Soul Train, and then like he just like filters he like filters the low crazy to a point where you can't even tell that it's that whole baseline is just like it's instruments. He just filtered it in such a crazy way you don't even know that it is what it is. And so I say all that to say, man, like high tech is a genius. Um, and so production. You know, I I won't say that production is an overarching highlight for me, mm. um, because I do think that given what I know about high tech up until this point, mm-hmm. there aren't like as a collective of songs, you know, there's, there's 14 tracks on here mm-hmm. as a collective of 14 tracks. I think that he probably could have done a little bit better, but but what I will say, I'm not necessarily knocking the production either because yeah. when I do make this a classic, it's not really the beats that I'm changing on here. In fact, most of all of these are are going to stay the same. There might be a few things that I would tweak here and there, mm. and maybe I would add a, 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 another really good beat from high tech. Um, but I, I think he had enough on here to make a really, really good album. So it's not necessarily a highlight, but like I, I respect what you're talking about. Like the production is good on but, here. But again, I think what you're saying about your make it a classic speaks to the production, right? Like I think if yeah. we distinguish yeah, executive fair. production and production, right? The production itself, right. the beats are good beats, but mm-hmm. executive production and putting together a project that is compelling right. is I think where he struggled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jonelle uh, was a, was a highlight to me. Um, okay. I feel like she was just such a like pleasant and refreshing surprise, and mm-hmm. it's almost like you know, I, and I, I feel like he did it again with Dion. Um, you know, I, I feel like uh, Dion's the the singer that he uh, he collaborates with. He was on the Games album. Um, it, okay. But uh, two of them. Uh, he's been on on other high tech projects. He was on High Technology too. Um, and that was I think High Technology too might have been the first place I heard Dion. But um, but yeah, high tech gives us a, a singer that we don't really know. I, I I believe she's also from Ohio, and um and she and she gives us this hit song, like first first song out the gate that we we hear right. her. Uh, so I, I really just like respect that, and I wish we had gotten more from her. Like supposedly they had a whole album that they did together, and then it either never came out, or maybe she tried to put it out like twenty years later or something like that. So okay, all right, um. This is not going to be a low light for me. Jonelle's a low light. It's not. I don't want to say she's a low light, but there's no other segment in this podcast where I can really discuss Jonelle. So I'll just go ahead and say it here. She's not a highlight for me. I, I don't think she's. 
there's nothing really compelling about her. She she kind of feels like a background vocalist that got thrust into like the forefront mm. of a song. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she doesn't really do it for me um, personally, but I mean the song is good and I think that her contributions were good. But she's not like it's not like Jill Scott or Erica Badu. Mm. You know what I mean? Obviously those are unfair comparisons because yeah, those two ladies are like right, but. I, the, the, those are just the first couple names that popped into my head. Yeah. Right. Jonelle to me kind of feels like, you know, like the background singers for Wu Tang, like Takita and, and, mm. and Blue Raspberry. And I'm not saying she's yeah. uh, she's better singers than they are, but she kind of has that same kind of like aura to me. Like there's nothing mm. about her that makes me feel like she deserved a solo album. Does that make sense? I, I don't think I can disagree with you more. Um, fair. fair. I think fair. I think what I will say is. In terms of star quality, like like the je ne sais quoi, like you you look at Jill Scott, she doesn't have to sing a note. You can just look at her and the way okay. she carries herself makes her a star, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Erica Badu, same thing, right? Like they have the the it, and it has nothing to do with their musical qualities. And then they they have their musical qualities on top of that. Right. I feel like with Jonelle, I didn't get from seeing her the the je ne sais quoi that makes somebody the image that we get that makes somebody a star in the industry. But her vocal performance was great. I love her tone. Okay. She's distinguishing. I love her runs, her ad libs. I think she did a great job on the song. I it's not that I don't think she did a good job on it. I'm trying to visualize or imagine her solo album. And I'm like, yeah, I don't <laughs> think she has that. I think she's a great contributor to her project. But I don't think she has a solo artist quality for me. But that, I mean, look, that's just me. We can disagree. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, she she had one song and it was a hit. Uh, yeah. We can say that she couldn't make 14 songs because we ain't heard the 14. Like, I think I think it's it's, it's easy to to look back on somebody, you know, 25 years later and be like, oh, you never did shit, so you were trash. Yeah. But like, yeah. oh, if, with, with, the, with the yeah. one song that we have from her, she knocked it yeah. out the park. And I, so I would like to hear more personally. Like I would have liked to, gotcha. to have heard okay. more, especially when she had the platform. Now, obviously, it's it's it might be too late. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more overarching highlights? Yeah, man, I got I got some more. Um, his okay. son, man, Lil Tone. I love Lil Tone. Lil Tone. Um, okay. And Lil Tone gets his own song in high technology too. So maybe it's also a makeup call. But uh, but I love Lil Tone, man. He 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 got to be on there more, man. Like I wish I wish Lil Tone had like multiple skits on this shit. Okay. Um, Common is is a highlight for me. Sure. This is Common in his prime. Uh, this is what what we want from from Common. So love that. Uh, two more length. I feel like he didn't try to do too much with the length. He gave it's us a, it's 14, a quick album. 14 joints. Yeah, just concise. Like he didn't try to do too much. And a lot of people were, especially in these compilation albums in this time frame. And then last but not least, and you may disagree with this, or maybe you're you're um you're making a classic will disagree, but cast of characters. I kind of like the fact that he didn't like try to go super far outside of his ecosystem. Like he kind of kept it to the ruckus crew in a time frame where Ruckus was trying to do all this extra expansive shit and like grab all these people that didn't make sense. I like that he like didn't try to grab a bunch of people that didn't make sense. So I like some of the cast of characters. I don't like them all. Yeah. Um, some of them I'm going to be removing and there's going to be some more popular characters that will, that I'll be asserting hmm. uh, or inserting. But um, cool. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. All right, you want to uh, uh, go to low lights? Well, no, no, no. Track for track highlights, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, go ahead. Keep, keep it going. <laughs> I don't because I don't have any other really overarching highlights. Okay. Um. So I would say that uh, Sun God is is a highlight. Uh, Sun God me. is definitely a highlight. That you know that that and round and round actually are kind of tied for my highlight of highlights because I really really like round and round as well. Okay. But uh, this is one of my favorite common and high tech joints, and I actually like the two of them together, and I like both of them individually. So, okay. Any thoughts on that? So, I do have a lot of thoughts on this song that I was going to say for the actual make it a classic portion. But okay. I will say, I mean, look, at the time, mm-hmm. you know, this album comes out. You got the scratch rapping intro, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then it, it it cuts into common sun god. And it's like, whoa, this is what the album's gonna be. I know. Like, oh my God. <laughs> oh true. my God. And it's almost kind of like a low light because look, I'm not <laughs> saying this on, album man. is bad. Bro. I'm not saying this album is bad. It's not. But like this song is so good. Yeah, it is. That it 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 just kind of like elevated me like i, I mm-hmm. spoke about this when we when we talked about the fish scale mm-hmm. how shaky dog was so good yeah. that it kind of gives me all this dopamine mm-hmm. that allows me to like enjoy the the, the tracks to follow mm-hmm. even more mm-hmm. and the tracks to follow sun god they're not they're not bad songs but some of them are bad songs <laughs> um and it's just kind of like sun god is so good and it's it just like good. i'm just like kind of let down by the songs that follow and it's mm-hmm. just like well, damn, mm. they, like damn, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, but but the song, but the song, some God, I mean, like that beat, um, the title, yeah, common on it, yes. It's just like it feels, it feels like sun peering through <laughs> while it's raining, and the yeah. rain feels like a crisp, like yeah. spring breeze, but like not, not like humid, <laughs> like refreshing, like. Like yeah. like raindrops. Yeah. While it's while the sun is shining. Right. It's like it's just I don't right. yo, it's it's just yeah. This is a really, 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 really good song. Even just the way like he chopped the sample at the very beginning. So it sounds like yeah. he's saying, Common. Right. Common. Right. And then you just get the woo, the right. swelling vote. Yo, it this shit is per like it's like the perfect way to start an album. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So highlight uh of highlights there. My next one is Breaking Bread, actually. Okay. Um, and the reason it is is because, you know, as we said, Ruckus was was popping at the time. He, you know, he comes from this group, uh, Main Flow. He's down with these cats. I was unfamiliar with these cats. And they have kind of their own flow and their own aesthetic that I was unfamiliar with. And I really liked it. Like the, we bit that, eh, man, cover our bear tracks. Eh, 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 let's it in Fairfax. Like, I, I really liked how they kind of kept their own aesthetic. It really just was really homegrown in a way that, like, like when I think of, like, real hip-hop, right? Like, the idea of, like, real hip-hop. You know, you hear this person you've never heard before. This is what I'm thinking of. Breaking Bread. So it's not a highlight for me, mm-hmm. but I will say that this stays on the album when I make it a classic. This is a really good filler song. Yeah. And I agree with everything that you had to say about the the group that's featured. Yeah. Um, I do I think that they're like amazing? No, but I think that for a raucous project, mm-hmm. like this is an album, this is a song I think that would have worked on Soundbombing too. 
Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? I think, Maybe not with like the energy, mm-hmm. but 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 just in terms of the quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think maybe you can feel me on this, but like also as a guy who was trying to rap at this point in time and yeah. was like a, a underground MC, right? So was going mm. for this aesthetic, you know, for them to be featured next to I knew every other name on here that rapped. Right. So for them to be featured next to Buckshot, Slum Village, you know, uh, Most Def, Talib Kweli, all these other people that I knew, and them to be the only voices that I heard that I did not know, and then them to deliver such a strong performance, yeah. I was compelled by that. I feel you. I feel you. Look, like I said, it's not a highlight for me, but it's a it's a good song. It's a song I respect. And when I put when I do my make it a classic, I'm not I'm not changing it. I might change. Mm. The placement of the song, but like, but that's it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's this. This is a good record. Word. So my next highlight is, <sighs> it's a mixed highlight. All I need is you is my next highlight. Okay. Um, and and I say it's a mixed highlight because it, it, it's all it's a hundred percent about high tech and very and and Jonelle and very little about Cormega. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, you you know, you get this kind of typical thug love from Cormega, like, you know, and it's just like, ah, eh, but Jonelle sounds great, the beat sounds great, and it's short enough that I'm not annoyed by the fact that I don't think that Cormega's really killing it. And then the beat switches in the middle, which I used to love, especially in this time frame on an album. And then it gets to this street shit that Mega is better at. And then Mega, like, you know, starts going in, you know, just killing this shit. Um, and then it just fades out. Like, he doesn't even finish the verse. So I, I really like this song. Uh, any thoughts on it? It's not a highlight for me. In fact, you know, when I was going back to listen to this album, I was kind of like, man, like, this guy sucks. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I looked at, the, looked at the name. I was like, oh, that's called Mega. Yeah. What? I was like, one, why didn't I recognize his voice? Right. That's one thing. But then the other thing I was like, well, I mean, I can't cut Cormega from the album. So <laughs> I'm like, well, why don't I like this track? And I think mm-hmm. the reason why is to tease my lowlights, I think sequencing on this album is really poor. Mm. And I think that where this song is placed yeah. does not do it any justice. That's fair. I think that for me to enjoy listening to the song in sequence, Mm-hmm. As much as I do like Breaking Bread, I would have needed a a a stronger song to come before All I Need Is You for me to really really get into the song. Oh, okay. Um. So it's definitely not a highlight for me. That being mm-hmm. said, it it stays on the project. Mm-hmm. I just I changed the sequencing a little bit. Okay. So yeah, that's where I am. What's your uh, what's your next highlight? My next one is Tony Guitar Watson. Okay. Um, That's a good pick. I, yeah, really like this joint. It's super smooth. Um, and I, I, I typically tend to like these, you know, kind of quick screw records where, you know, they just kind of, it's just an instrumental and somebody just going in on an instrument. Like, I really like that. So this joint is fire. Yeah, it's a, again, I'm not sure if I would call it a highlight, but this is a, a necessary song for me in terms of how I'm envisioning this, this album in terms mm-hmm. of like, how I will break up this project because I feel like this this is kind of like an interlude of sorts. Yep, yep. And it's meant to break up a project. Yep. But I would have I would have used this song I think more effectively. I agree. They, so, they but it's a, but it's it's a very very good sound bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got that it's got that quintessential like high tech like baseline yeah. while also offering like a lot of other like good instrumentation. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, yo, high tech is a genius. He is, <laughs> like he you is. said, it. He's so sick. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> yeah. I think you know what you do make a great point though that it was obviously used to try to separate like the first right. and second act of the album, mm. um, and so you know could that have been done better? Probably, but I, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, next highlight is round and rounds. Okay, I, I, as I said before, um, I feel like you know I used to get so hyped when this song would come on the radio. Um, I, I I wish she she had done more. Um, the meth remix, you know, kind of got a little bit of a little bit of burn. Uh, Method Man is your man, so you know, I figured that that would that would be a, a, a highlight for you. But uh, yeah, man, I, I really like this song. It's actually not a highlight for me. Okay. Yeah, and I, at this time, I'm so glad you bring up the point about Method Man because at this time, like Method Man is has been disappointing to me. Yep. You know what I mean? Like his verses just they haven't delivered. He mm-hmm. hasn't really been strong. He has a couple strong verses on Takao 2000. He's got a couple strong verses on The Pillage. But like that's that's it. You know, even his his contribution on Supreme Clientele. Yeah. Well, I love the song um was it Buck 50? Mm-hmm. He's probably the weakest part on Buck 50. But I think you you're being I mean? revisionist about who Method Man was in this time frame because but, he but, had the but, star but, he had the star power that this remix was featured on the How High soundtrack and How right. High was actually a high a fairly high budget movie that was out at the time that got this feature and that actually really promoted this song a lot. But you have to understand that at one point in time Method Man was my favorite MC. Mm right and so i'm being very critical of of method man at this time here because i don't think he's i think he's fallen off Mm. this is a guy who and you know me like i I like to be critical of these things this is at a time where biggie is now like i've discovered just how good biggie is and so you know um this is at a time when like i'm going through and i'm trying to like find every single biggie track that i've never heard before like all the joints that weren't released you know i'm on napster and i'm downloading all these verses i'm getting into these lyrics and then to compare that to where like where i thought met the man used to be it's just like nah and then and then i hear him on this and i'm just like yeah met the man's not really doing it he did i will say he did have a good feature on um on drew hills i forget the name of the song um, yeah. I think it was their second album. Yeah, I he's got a song. He's featured on there. He's he says his line where he's like, "Throw your panties over there. You won't mm-hmm. need those." Like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good verse coming from Method Man. But like that's it, right? <laughs> so his contribution on this, I'm just like, "Yo, Method Man's like he's falling off." Like that was a whatever. good drill album too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and, and nevertheless, though this song, I liked it, but it was not my favorite song on the album i did not like it more than i like sun god and i did not like it more than i enjoyed my my highest of highlights on this album um it, i thought it was a good hit i thought it was a safe hit it was cool like i'm not dissing it it just was not how necessarily is, a highlight for me. how is a an r&b song featuring somebody nobody's ever heard of on an underground hip-hop label a safe joint like, i think for high tech well that's fair look <laughs> When you put it like that, <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, I think though that this kind of had the feel of something like uh, that. Sunshine Anderson heard it all mm-hmm. before. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that there were other hits on the radio okay. that kind of sounded like this. And the like while, urban adult contemporary, yeah, like, unknowns. Of the exactly. Time. And while I don't think that high tech is selling out for this record, mm-hmm. I do think that like when you know when I first hear this album, because I hear this album before Round Around becomes a hit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't think of round around as a as a as a as a hit because for me, mm. I'm not really feeling it. But then when it does come onto the radio, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'm like of the songs on this album, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's mm. that's the long version of when I say like it's safe. Like that's what I mean. I got you because like for me, yeah. I don't. I, I don't I don't think this makes sense, right? Like, and I think that I think that we're in a we're in an era at this time frame where we do have Sunshine Anderson, we have Blue Cantrell, we have Truth Hurts, right? Like we have and Donald we have, Jones has have, like a as a song, right? Too. You know it's what's kinda, up yeah, was yeah, out, yeah. like so so we do have these like these kind of acts that like are a little bit they're not the they're not Mary J Blige and you know whoever right. else the big the big artists are, but at the same yeah. time they they are kind of in this vein, um, but. This Jonelle record, like, it, it it was different, man. Like, it you know, it had okay. the aesthetic, like, like, Sunshine Anderson to me did not have the aesthetic of like what this Jonelle record had. Um, I could hear, I can hear this snare, and I can hear how High Tech stacked it, and I can hear that he stacked it the same way in his MPC that he stacked Tony Guitar Watson. His snare Yo, is just as thick. I just had to say that Yinka is partial to a very good snare That's on fair. a record. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm saying that to say, like, the, the aesthetic is like a very like underground hip hop aesthetic. And then you have an unknown singer, right? So yeah. Um, the the other person who kind of was doing that at the time, like, like you said, was Truth Hurts, right? Truth Hurts mm -hmm. came out, but she was backed by Dr. Dre, so it was kind of a cheat right, right, code. Right, you right, know right. what I mean? So, uh, but anyway, like that, uh, like that song. Next joint theme from High Tech, uh, okay. featuring Talib Kweli. Um, I just really like this beat. Yeah, this is a kind of a meh performance from Talib. I, 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 but I'm not Talib's biggest fan. Um, I think that you know he was really good on the Reflection Eternal album, Train of Thought. Yeah, yeah. And then here it's just like you know it's weird because it's like you know this beat is like. Yeah, it sounds like a horror movie almost. Like it's got all this crazy shit going on. The bass line is strumming. And then, you know, Talib is like, this is fire like the Ohio players. Like players. it's just like, what the fuck is you talking about? Oh my about, God, what bro? do we have here? You like that shit? I'm not going to say this song is a highlight for me, uh -huh. but I think that Talib Kweli is serviceable on this. Mm -hmm. Way more so than his first contribution on this album yeah which i was gonna say for my lowlights yeah. um i i i think i think talib kweli is fine on this song i i will say that I, he's also i guess fine on the song but if we're making it a classic there's definitely a classic performance from him i'll okay. tease my classic and say that you know i did keep this but i yeah. had him trading bars with most def similar to like a know that because okay. I just feel like I needed somebody to have a better performance than that. Like it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't yeah. good. Okay. Um, right. And then I got a couple more. So uh, suddenly was a was a, a highlight for me. You know I like main flow. Um, you know same flow, but I just I love the energy and I love how their style is so unique. I will say that this is not. This is a retrospective highlight. Mm. I don't think this was a highlight for me back in the day. Suddenly. I'm listening to this song now. Uh, wow. Musically. I love it, bro. It's almost like it, even the sample, yeah. it, the sample itself Yo. is just like, it's like this guitar lick that almost reminds you of like 
really good elevator music. But, yeah. then, but, this, then, but then he puts a crazy bass line on it, and then you get the suddenly, and he just this, rhyme this, on it. Yeah, shit's yeah, crazy, this, bro. This beat, I love this yeah, song. this is not a highlight for me from back in the day. I liked it back in the day. Yeah, it's a highlight for me now. This is one of the stronger songs on the album. Yeah. So I mean, I that, that's that's really pretty much it. The only other highlight I'll give, and it's kind of a. It's a, it's a little bit of a highlight. It's kind of a mixed bag, but uh, high technology is a highlight. And okay. the reason it's a highlight is because it's an Easter egg. Like, you know, you're listening to this whole album by this producer, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you hear a voice that you're, you're you're not familiar with, and then he says, high tech's on the track, but you ain't even know I have Flodo. And you're like, oh, shit. Right. We say, I'm on a track like Flojo, but you ain't even know I have Flodo. Right, like, oh, shit, he got Flodo. And then, you know, I love Jonelle, too. So I like I like this joint. High tech is not a bad rapper. He's not he's great. Not. He's not. He, he actually yeah, kind of reminds me of Diamond D a little bit. Like, he's, you know. he's better than Pete Rock. That's for sure. Yeah. I think so, he, I think he's like he's like a Diamond D level like at least yeah. at this and I don't know if he wrote this or you know what the deal was I assume maybe he didn't because that we never heard him rap again yeah uh, but but I liked it it was like a pleasant surprise so okay. what I miss get to step in okay um look I want more than one contribution from Most Def on this album yeah but I love the song then I love it now I had it in constant rotation in fact. When I listen to this album, oftentimes the two songs that I would listen to the most were Sun God and Get to Steppin. Hmm. Okay. Um, this was the kind of the introduction, not the introduction, but this is when we kind of got the idea that Mostef was really into this singing thing. I mean, mm -hmm. you heard it a little bit on his, on his debut on album with Climb, mm -hmm. right? Um, Umi says that's kind of like a standout record, but I mean, like Climb is just like, right. he's really just like, speaking and 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 singing kind of quasi like and mm -hmm. he does the same thing on this record right. you got vinia mojica who i personally think is a better vocalist than jonel mm -hmm. but nevertheless okay. like i mean yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but i i, I just like, get, like i don't know it's just there's something about like look when i listen to my spotify when i listen to like my discover playlist mm -hmm. which is like you know the release radar they always get they always get songs that like have just come out within like the past month. Mm -hmm. But Discover, they they'll, they'll hit you from songs from like back in the '60s, mm -hmm. whatever, right? And like this song came on, and I was like, oh my god! Like I used to love this record, and mm -hmm. I still love this record. And when I'm listening to the CD, I'm like, yeah, this is still a highlight for me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you know, and this is definitely at the time when I was like into that like whole tender loving shit. Like, oh yeah, you know like yeah like i love my girl i don't just I, whatever right like <laughs> i like for me the 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 lady songs like the the the, the girl records mm -hmm. that resonated with me more mm -hmm. were the ones that were more about like i'm connecting with you spiritually i'm, I'm mm -hmm. moving with you i'm grooving with you than they were they're like yeah i just want to fuck you bitch like you know what i mean <laughs> like right. the, like it's the so form you were listening the to mind sex just back to back just you know i look <laughs> Real quick, mind sex was cringeworthy for me even at the time. <laughs> even at the time, I thought it was corny. <laughs> but nevertheless, like things like Brown Skin Lady okay, and, okay. and songs like yeah, Get yeah. to Steppin', like they resonated with me more right. than the other girl records on the radio. Mm -hmm. So that's fair. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's the only that's the only other highlight. 
magic word. Uh, you want to do mill lights, low lights? Uh, what, what, what do you well, want? I don't have any mill lights. I can get into the low lights. <clears throat> I got mill lights all over this joint. <laughs> um, actually, ahead, Get to Stepping was a mill light for me. Uh, right. I like the production, but eh, you know, I, I I never really um settled into the whole most deaf as as a singer uh okay. thing you know especially in this time frame i definitely really rebelled against it um but uh get back was a mud light how is that not a low light <sighs> yo quali is awful on this record quali's not <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's about get back part two right yeah it's not good but it's yo, not he's terrible. trash on this. but the beat is good okay all right, I don't think the beat is good. Okay. I don't think the beat is good. In fact, I think the beat kind of sounds like a Destiny's Child beat at the time. <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. Bro, what is up with your ears, man? What are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. Like, I could totally see Destiny's Child on this beat. Or, or like, on a similar kind of vibe with, like, a different producer but who's trying to do the same thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this beat is, is not good. That being said, there is one literally one mc on planet earth who i think can salvage this beat and actually make it good and i will get to that when i do my make it a classic portion right. um but it's not quali and quali is fucking he's god awful on this awful yes. but at the time i didn't know that because i was still feeling him from black star and reflection eternal mm. i didn't realize how bad he was <laughs> now i'm like i'm like no quali sucks and i'm listening to this i was like yo he fucking he's I could have done a much better job on this beat than Quali. Quali's actually ass on this album. I think we can just go ahead and say that he's not good on it. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, next mud light is uh, is where I'm from. Um, okay. You know, I, I actually like Jinx the Juvie. I don't know if you remember, you know, him, but he was kind of in that like Lady Luck era of Def Jam where they had like a couple of young talents. Uh, Ali Vegas, you know, kind of these cats that were like, you know, blowing up the mixtape scene. So Jinx the Juvie was on Funk Flex the Tunnel. And he had okay. a record on the Tunnel, the Tunnel uh, album that I actually liked. And so I, I was familiar with him. But oh my God, this is such like just, just like mixtape era minutia. Like, you know, I'm from where they bust guns, killing this shit, spilling the bricks, dealing with bricks. Like, bro, no, I, I did not care for this song at all. I still don't care for this song. I don't give a fuck about what he's talking about. Do you the, have anything? The to beat add? is fine. Yeah. He sucks on it. This is a low light for me. Okay. Never, but I'm keeping, I'm keeping the beat. Yeah. I'm just I'm switching out the artist. Beat He's a low cool. life. Beat is cool. Um, yeah. and then uh, last mud light that I have is actually uh L T A H. Okay. Um, I think you know at this point in time I squarely knew who Slum Village was, and right. I squarely didn't like them as as MCs. So like I already knew when I bought this album that I wasn't or got this album because I I had a burn copy that I wasn't gonna listen to this or I wasn't gonna like this song. I heard the song and it, the vocal performances were what I expected, and I kind of just skipped along. Okay, thoughts on that? Interesting. Um, That's your highlight for you. I I don't love or hate this song. It mm. stays on my make it a classic though. Okay, it stays. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I think it's a. This is like a. I don't think it's a bad filler track. It's not great, but I think that. Look, I think that a lot of the songs that were poor on this album suffered from poor placement and poor sequencing. 
Right? That's fair. Uh, do, do you have any other melee lights? Nah, that's it. So Look, you so let's just get light. into the low lights. My number one low light is this album is sequenced horribly, <laughs> horribly. I agree. Right, like, you know, I, I think that this is kind of just an album where you had a producer who just said, "Hey, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, you know, 14 beats I've been working on, get some MCs on it, put my my intro, my outro, and that's it." Right. Right. And I think that like sound bombing is like mixed. Mm -hmm. And I understand that there's quite a few DJs on there. Like mm -hmm. even even if you take out the actual executive producers of the album, like there's actual guest DJs on yeah. there like mixing. Yep. Right. So and like there's such like a, a, a really, really good energy mm -hmm. on sound bombing too that it's just it's just so fun to listen to, especially mm -hmm. like now. Right, like given all of the other, you know, good music that we've heard in the last, you know, twenty-two years, and the bad music that we've heard in the last twenty-two years, to hear an album like Sound Bombing Two, it's just like, yo, like this is hip hop. It's great. Yeah. And then to talk, and then Pete Rock, right, to get his production on there, and even though like Pete Rock is not a good MC, like you still hear from him. Like you hear from like his heart and soul on that album, and he, and he's not good, but he puts an album together that's like his vision. Mm -hmm. And I say that because when we were talking about doing this album, I think you were the one who said you you were the one who said that like yeah you know high tech twenty years is coming out, mm -hmm. and I said like, oh, okay, and you you were curious to do a tribute or uh, make it a classic, you weren't sure if it was fair to do and make it a classic for a producer album, mm -hmm. and I think that. I think that generally speaking, that is fair. But when you look at an album like Pete Rock's Soul Survivor, like, no, this is an artist who had a clear vision about what he wanted to do. And I think he delivered, right? I think it's and very so a very, very different chamber. Um, Pete Rock was a producer. Yes. Like a like a like a Pete like a um, a primo or like yeah. a Timbaland yeah. who had who he, had collaborated with people all over yes. the year. They're already You're a right. legend. They collaborated with everybody, had all the industry connections. Right. Whereas high tech was just a raucous producer at this point in time. You're absolutely correct, which is why I bring up the sound bombing too. Mm. Because that's kind of like a ruckus project. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, though, is that high tech up until this point has collaborated with artists who are not on ruckus. He has. Right. I mean, like Very Common rarely. was not on Ruckus. Uh, yeah, but he was in the Ruckus ecosystem. He was on um, he was on Talib and and and, and Moses first album, yeah, which is exactly. like the well, crown jewel right. of Ruckus. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I nevertheless, though, I still think that, you know, there could have been a little bit more more focus here. Mm -hmm. I, it, it, it just feels kind of too haphazard. Mm -hmm. And I think that the songs that kind of. I think that there's some songs on here that you mentioned as medleys that to me I'm like it's it actually kind of works as filler. It's just that mm. where it's placed, mm. it's like it's it's whack. I I don't know. So for me, I I think the the biggest problem on this album is sequencing. Okay. That's my number one low light. Yeah. Aside from that, I think some of the guest performers on here yeah. are are lacking. Yeah, we talked about to live quality, but obviously you cannot have a high tech project without to live quality on true. it. So he has to stay. You don't need him on here twice. Nope. You know what I mean? I think that uh, most deaf, I do like his contribution, but to only have a singing performance from most deaf and not a, a rapping performance from most deaf, that that's not good. Yeah. 
So I think that you could have two, maybe even three performances from most Def. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll be fair and we'll just say two. Mm-hmm. You can have Get to Step In, which is a song that I like, and then put him back on here as as, as rapping. Yeah. And then I think that like it makes it Get to Stepping a lot more not just acceptable, but like palatable mm-hmm. because you've already gotten from yeah. most stuff what you want to get. That's a good point. Right. So, you know, I, I think things like that are 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 the low lights for me. Those are the overarching low lights. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So in, in terms of specific track for track low lights, I've already kind of mentioned things that I that I don't like about specific tracks. So do you have anything else in, in particular, particular that's a that's a really, really strong low light for you? Not specifically. Um, you know, I think uh when I do my make it a classic, the things that go away were low lights, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, do you do you want to go first or should I? Sure, mine's brief. I mean, because I don't really have like I, I didn't necessarily think that this was fair to do as a make it a classic. Um okay. I'm tempting here. Um, you know, I think this is a producer album. You 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 made a good point with, you know, the fact that uh, Pete Rock did one. But Pete, I think Pete Rock and high tech, especially at, at this point in time in their careers, is just completely different, like apples and oranges. But um, I think, you know, the thing that I said was kind of an overarching concept was I would try to do something to to tie it together. So I said that I would probably try to bring in a DJ to mix it similar to Sound Bombing 2. Okay. Um, and then I would get little tone to do more skits, so okay. he would be like a, kind of a character that comes in and out of the album. He might be on two, two or three times. Um, and then the these are the the songs that I kept and how I changed them. So I made this a very concise ten song album. Uh, okay. That that was just you know mixed by a DJ. So um, the first song is is high technology actually. Um, I thought, like you said, that the sequencing was really bad. Um, I thought that the cool, the Easter egg of, you know, high tech just popping up and rapping was really cool. And, you know, I always wondered, like, it's a a brief record. Jonelle sings on it. It sounds good. Like, why wouldn't you start your project with this as opposed to just kind of starting it with like just a little instrumental thing? So the, the album starts with high technology, goes in, no changes, goes into Sun God, no changes. Track three is Breaking Bread, but I added Common. Um, I think that the beat really suits his voice. Um, and, you know, he he kind of had just killed Sun God. So, you know, that, that gives me like back-to-back vocal performances from probably the best vocal performer on this project. Um, and then my next, my next record is actually All I Need Is You. I do wish okay. that Cormega rapped a little bit better on there. But I feel like with the changes that I've made and it just being track four, I think it would be okay as like filler. And, you know, it, it it's not such a bad performance that it absolutely needs to be changed. Okay. Track five is uh, is Tony Guitar Watson. Um, right. But I get a most deaf performance at the end of it. So it sounds like it's just like an instrumental, you know, type of thing. And then a most deaf pops up at the end of it and he and he drops 16. Um, Cause I think I think most definitely would sound good on this beat. Uh, six is round and round, no changes. Seven theme from high tech. Um, <laughs> theme from high tech, but it doesn't have Talib Kweli on it. <laughs> no Talib um, Kweli. So, does he make the album? Uh, does he make the album? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's on, he's on one. He's on one. Track. All right. All right. Um, so theme from high tech becomes Pharrell Munch, Eminem, and Tash. 
Okay. So I like this beat, and I think that those three MCs would sound good over it. Okay. Um, and then eight is suddenly. Um, right. And I add most deaf and skills. Okay. Uh, nine is the illest it gets. This needs a new hook. Like the beat was cool, but the the hook. It needs a new. Wasn't what's up? And so I I just I took buckshot does not deliver. I'm sorry at all. So I took two buckshot <laughs> verses off of this. I added Jinx the Juvie at, at okay. doing a 16. So it's just two verses, and it's you know in and out, different hook, same beat. Okay. And then the last song uh, that I kept was scratch rapping. Um, and this okay, song. So that's the outro. Right, but this song okay. is actually rapping, and um, it features Most Def and Talib Kweli, uh, okay. trading bars with high tech. He raps again, so he raps okay. on the first song and the last. Song. I got you. Okay, uh, so that that's the the joints that I kept. I, I I did my best. What you got? All right, so I am keeping every single beat on here, and I think I'm adding one. Okay, which is we're just gonna have to make up this beat. Okay. But whatever. All right. So what like what does it sound like, or what kind of are you gonna tell us? I'll I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. I'll get to that. All right. So we're gonna start this album with scratch rapping, except there's a part in there where where I think it's Prodigy who says like classes now in session, in session, right? In session. And then it it kind of it kind of pauses, and then it picks up again, and it goes to little tone. Mm. I don't necessarily have a problem with little tone, but oh, I tone. don't like that momentum. Oh, okay. So for me, I wanted to cut from that to go to um, the theme from High Tech, mm. right? And I'm going to keep to live quality good, on it. That's a good. Idea. I just want him to give me a, a better verse if he is if he can. <laughs> like, this is going to be his only feature on the album. So give me the best to live quality that you can give me, right? But I, I think I think it works because we still have he still has enough good credit from all the previous work that right. he's done and it and it's high tech. And so I think the name that you want to hear is Talib Kwali because he's he's heavily associated with with high tech. Yeah. So I think we're we're boom, we're gonna deliver that. Mm -hmm. Then we're gonna go into breaking bread. We're not changing this track at all. Okay. This track is good. Then we have our new beat, right? And our new beat is going to be something in the vein of respiration. Mm -hmm. Something that's like really like hits you and like sits with you. Like that respiration beat is incredible, Facts. right? I want something with that kind of vibe and, and, that, and that kind of soul. Mm -hmm. The artist that I have on there, I have um, Most Def, I have Pharaoh Monch, who is not on this album. I don't know how, I don't know why, <laughs> right? But Pharaoh Monch isn't on this album. And I'm not even a huge fan, fan of Pharaoh Monch, but whatever. Right. Give me, give me, give me most stuff. Give me Feral March and give me Black Thought. Okay. Right. I think you can get Black Thought as a feature on here. So whatever. So we we got kind of like a respiration part two with 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 those with those names mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. Then we're gonna go into All I Need Is You and we'll go ahead and and keep keep the track the same. I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. Um, then we're gonna go into Suddenly. Uh, again, we're going to keep that track the same. It's cool. And then I'm going to go into LTAH, LTAH, again, keeping the track the same. I'm fine. So I think that this is like an initial run. I think that this is a strong start from one, two, three, four, 
five is okay, six is still a strong song, and seven is kind of like okay, but because like the start is good, you're willing to rock with it. You know, you got Slum Village on here. I think that that's a group that belongs on this project for this time frame. I think it makes sense. And then we're going to, going into to, uh, Tony Guitar Watson, and we're, we're keeping it the same because this is kind of kind of be my break in the album. Mm -hmm. And this is where high technology comes in. Right, so this is where you kind of have like, oh, you didn't think I was going to be rapping? Mm -hmm. Well, I can rap a little bit. And so this is going to be like an introduction to high technology rapping on his album. Because he'll have two two other performances on here. Maybe one will just be like ad-lib and hook, but whatever. That's that's where we get high technology. Then we get into to, to get back. And look, listen to this beat again and tell me if you don't think that like, Destiny's Child, like when it was four of them, right? The original Destiny's Child before they broke up. Yes, I could totally I, I, see I, I a group like that on there. If you, if you wanna, like I could totally see them like singing along with the beat. I think it would be like a bad song on their album, but I could see it, it working, right? Okay. But nevertheless, nevertheless, there is one MC on planet Earth, only one. Out of the 6 billion people, 7 billion people, however many people were on planet Earth at the time who could salvage this track. Busta. And that is Cannabis. No, uh, it's not Busta. Busta's on this album. Okay. He is on this album, but it's Cannabis. Busta would have killed right? that track. Not, not, mm -hmm. not how I'm picturing it, but fine. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's Cannabis. And I want, I want Cannabis to go so hard in this record that like... You have to do the thing where like the beat trails off and he's still rapping and like mm. you fade him you fade him out because he like he doesn't want to stop rapping. <laughs> that's kind of what I that's what I want from cannabis. And there's no subject matter. I just want you to spit. Mm. You're not talking about anything, but just you're rapping just for the sake of rapping. You know what I mean? You're you're punching him in the chest so hard that the shoulders touch. Like that's mm -hmm. what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's that's the cannabis that I want. Okay. Right. Then we're going to the the beat of where I'm from. Right, but Jinx to, Jinx to Juvie is not on here. Instead, what we have is Redman and Cool G Rap mm. with high tech doing like a hook or like an ad lib situation. Mm. I think that Redman kills this. I yeah. think that Cool G Rap kills this. And at the time, like you talked about, Cool G Rap is on Rockets. Mm -hmm. And Redman, I think, is an artist that he's a big enough name without being like a huge star. I mean, yes, like he, he's gone platinum, he might have even gone double platinum. But you know he he's still in the bricks, mm -hmm. and I think he's still willing to to collaborate with a producer like High Tech. Yeah. I think that I think that yeah I think the Red Man is is our star appearance mm -hmm. on here. Okay, yeah, that makes who sense. Who isn't necessarily associated with Rockets, but I mm -hmm. think that works on this beat, and I, th I think he can work with this project. Mm -hmm. So boom, there you go. Then we're gonna go, we're gonna cool it down a little bit. Then we go into Round and Round. Um, you know, featuring John John L. We're gonna keep that the same. Then we go into Elis as it gets, right? And this, we're taking off Buckshot because I think he's whack on here. <laughs> he's really here bad. we have we have Q Tip, High Tech, and Buster Rhymes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's gives it a nice rounded feel. Um, if you want to Q Tip to kind of like add a little bit to the beat to give it a little bit more, I don't know, like more jazzy presence. I think that that would be kind of like a cool collaboration to see what Q-Tip and, and High Tech would have done at this time. Um, but anyway, I think that that's a song that can work. And then we get to get to step in with Most Def and Vinio Mejica. And then the outro 
is is common uh, with Sun God. And I think that the reason why I picked it as a, as the outro is because I think that we're kind of we we've got this entire project, and the whole time time you might be thinking like, oh, where's common? And then with that intro, like you talked about, where where you've got the sample where it says common, mm-hmm. common. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a good way to like, oh, here he is. Mm. He he. We're saving him for the end, and this is the outro. Mm. And it just it fades, it fades into to nothingness, and then like, and that's your album. Mm. Um, for me, I think that you've got you've got enough. I think you can have like a, enough like um, star quality on here with the uh, you know features from you know you got another vocal contribution from from Mostef. You have Redman contributing Black Thought, Kooji rap at a time when he's still like a good like underground but like dope MC and a bust of rhymes coming in there. I I think that you have enough um, to give you kind of like like the Pete Rock feel, but then when you have the contributions still from Main Flow, from Slum Village, um, from Core Mega, whatever, I think that it kind of gives it a little bit of like the 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 um, the Sound Bombing Two kind of feel. Not the same energy, but I think that you you still kind of get the ruckus, but like it's it's you know because High Tech is like your guy, like he's your main guy from from Ruckus, and I think that he kind of deserves you know, a, a bigger budget to kind of like wrap up these good projects that we have from Ruckus. And so for me, like, look, I understand that they probably didn't have the budget for this. Maybe it's too optimistic. But like when I hear this album and I want to make it better, like this is kind of what I hear in my head. Mm. And I think that like it's an album that we would have, you know, can it we would have talked about it in the same vein that we talk about Reflection Eternal maybe not black on both sides but definitely like internal affairs and sound bombing too and black star so that's my take on the make it a classic so any uh any thoughts on it anything you like didn't like um i like those pieces and parts i think those kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit though of like what didn't work with ruckus which is like you know the, the, them kind of trying to pull together like kind of over that same production sounds that didn't necessarily like gel and I, I don't know if I think that that would like gel in such a way over this production gel in such a way that it doesn't sound like uh, Sound Bombing 3 or whatever that other compilation was that was kind of at the tail end where like Lyricist Lounge 2, yeah. I think it was, you know, or like look like where it like started to just sound like just just like a compilation with just a bunch of people rapping as opposed to like like a like a, an album, like a core album. Like one of the things that I liked about this album and I, I said it on my highlights was that I liked that it was like short, concise and mostly just the people that are a part of this core camp. Like I like right. that sound. So I, I think you lose that if you do that. You're so right. I think comment. you I think you do lose that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think for me, the issue wasn't necessarily the beats on here. I think that some of the vocal contributions are so boring mm. that they kind of you kind of don't really see just how good the beat can be if you have a good performer on there. Mm. And I think that the names that I've added to that, like like Black Thought, Black Thought makes sense on a high tech beat, I think. But, Busta Rhymes 
is for me is one of the most versatile MCs in hip hop, especially at right. the time. He's already contributed with with someone like Most Def. I think he works on here. Redman is kind of like the curveball, but I think that he still is like raw and real enough that I think he can make it work. But you added like maybe three, at least three names that so, are are people that write without the beat. And what I mean by write without the beat is that like cannabis doesn't write uh, a song to a beat. Yeah. Redman, a lot of his verses, you can tell he didn't write that verse to the beat. You know, even Black okay. Thought, like like a lot of times, it, it sounds like he just wrote a verse and then he spit it, and it just the beat just happened to be there. That's so like fair. you know, I feel like with with this again, the the reason I love Main Flow so much, and I yeah, I keep like oh Main Flow is not because like they have the illest bars, like like cannabis. You know, he has the illest bars. But like main flow sounds really dope on this like high tech production because they just find pockets that you can tell they wrote specifically to that beat, if that makes sense. I think that's fair. And I didn't change those contributions from them. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the things you'll notice is that the songs that I did add add people to were the same songs that you were like, hey, it's a man like. Yeah. Because I like the beat, but the vocal contribution is whack. Right. So we did kind of have the same idea about songs that we did like didn't like yeah that's you are you're not partial to uh get to step in i am yeah fine. and that's like Whatever. the only one like even like jinx the juvie yeah. for example mc yeah. dope i think he's a dope mc but like yeah. this song it didn't deliver because again it just sounded like he wrote some some bullshit dj clue mixtape bars and just wrapped it over the beat and it doesn't sound it's not a marriage like a good musical marriage yeah. you know what i mean no true true so anyway, nevertheless, um, I think this is a good album for us to try to tackle just because it is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of so unique, yeah. if, you, if you will, trying to talk about like a, a hip hop producer album. For sure. Um, but, you know, High Tech has, has had a great career. I think he continues to make music. Yep. Um, what was his last big hit? The last one I remember. Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. But I know he did. Did he do Bitch Get In My Car? From, uh, he did from do that. Cent? He did do that. But that did was he, that was he, like 2005. I know. Does he have another big hit since then? Like not, a big not hit. necessarily big hit, but um he okay. did that record just begun, um where Reflection Eternal came back out in 2011. Oh yeah, I it had to that, it had J Electronica, J Cole, and uh, Talib Kweli. And oh, uh, I think I did listen to that and, song, but I haven't I haven't heard it in a while. What did what did he say? He said um. Something like I'm in the house now, like Akeem and Simi was trying to get the lobby door open from a Simi buzz. Yo, he ripped that shit. Jay Electronica, man. Jay Electronica and his prime could go, boy. And then and then J. Cole ripped that joint too. So shout out to okay. to, to High Tech, man. I'm a I'm a huge fan of High Tech. Um I implore you to listen to High Technology too, which I think is a better album than this. Uh, okay. And yo, dude, dude is is that dude, man. So hopefully we did we did this album some justice when we tried to make it a classic. Yeah. All right, yo. Um. Uh. Yeah. I think that should wrap it up. So yeah, that's it. Peace. Peace. Come on. Listen to
dig into a deep sound The best unit in the stats The beast never found a shit experience like Hendrix Keep my sound a rich Cats ask about my stitch To me they sound a bitch And my sound's a glitch of hatred For cats who ain't make it I'ma give it as far as you can take it Try to take the safe way Told you there's a gateway to skinny Many can find it but few can climb it I'm open-minded like a pothead Doing what I gotta do to keep the spot fair In the climate of locked dreads Cornrows, torn souls, warm hoes Who've been molested by the uncle I bundle amongst you cold mother uckers The world is bitter like baby mothers Look how far Eldorados and wine bottles drug us Least God and the sun lovers It's the sun God <laughs> 